0: Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. If you're like me and you've ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here? Whether literally or figuratively, in terms of your professional life or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy, or somewhere in between paths to success. Today's guest is passionate about innovative, data-driven marketing and communications in healthcare. She is a content marketing and social media thought leader with 20 years of storytelling experience and who is Driven to deliver innovative communications, strategic content of all kinds. She is a sought after speaker on digital and content marketing topics. She's currently serving as the senior director of health content at Cleveland Clinic, where she leads the most or the, one of the most successful content marketing teams in the country, responsible for growing clevelandclinic.org to one of the top 30 most visited websites. Her accomplishments include growing the number one most visited hospital blog to over 7 million sessions per month while establishing the blog as a revenue-generating publishing entity. And that is way harder than anybody thinks it is. She has received recognition from multiple organizations well-deserved for her efforts, including Content Marketing of the Year by the Content Marketing Institute and a named member of the inaugural Fearless 50 by Marketo. She holds a Bachelor's in Public Relations from Ohio Northern University and a Master's in Communication from the University of Akron. She is a proud dance and cheer mom. Welcome, Amanda Todorovich. Hi. How are you? How are things in Ohio? Things are good, you know? Yeah? Yeah, it's great. Excellent. <laughs> so, I mean, that was the highlight reel, honestly. Um, I've known about you for years. We've known each other for a long time. But give our audience a little bit more about what it is you do, because even just saying things like 7 million sessions per month on a blog and you know, one of the top 30 visited websites, like that's in the world, people, that's not just like Ohio, that's (laughs) across the globe. And that is not a small feat. Um, So tell me about your day to day, like, how did you get
1: to all of this? Yeah, it's been quite an amazing journey. I've actually been at the Cleveland Clinic for a decade now, which seems unreal. But when I started, I was hired to really take a very brand new blog and social media channels kind of to the next level. And, you know, we were getting decent traffic, but most of it coming from Facebook at the time. I had a team of three people um, really kind of doing this, you know, to get it up and running and off to the side. And today uh, I lead a team of more than 100 people (laughs) responsible for literally everything um, in the digital landscape, really, for Cleveland Clinic. So we run soup to nuts, basically everything with the website, social, the blog, still, um. As well as email, video, podcast, voice, uh, you name it, we do it and we do it at scale. Um, It's been really interesting because those numbers are big, right? I mean, we're going to end this year with over a billion sessions to our website, but it's because really honestly, what we're trying to do is help everybody in the world
0: take care of themselves and their families. Yeah. And that is such a, you know, we've been in this business a long time. And when a company, is earnest in their goals and that honestly cleveland clinic that's what it's there for it's not only help patients and and further health care but it's it's a family thing it's 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 making sure they have the holistic care and that just comes through across the board in in all of the content that you read you just you get this this sense of of community and support and whatnot which it's not easy to do, and and there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of competition out there, of you know both you know real and not. So to be able to do what you and your team has done, and you've grown it from what did you start with like seven people, and now you've got this team of a hundred plus people delivering all this. This that is monumental. So we're gonna, I'm definitely gonna dig into that. Um, but first, as my audience knows, I always start with the same four four questions. So if you're ready to get going on those, we'll dig in. What was the first career you remember wanting to do when you grew up? The very first
1: thing I ever wanted to be was a teacher. I remember playing school all the time. But I think what's interesting about it is I really just kind of liked being up in front of, of my pretend stuffed animals sitting in chairs and talking and um, stickers and grading papers. Um, played it constantly all the time and taking what I learned at school and bringing
0: it to my my
1: quote unquote classroom. <laughs>
0: Well, you've got your audience now. You do a lot of speaking, so oh, yes. you know it was just—it's just a different format, right? <laughs> do you remember who the first big influencer was on your life?
1: Yeah, absolutely, my dad. Um, my dad, hands down, is one of those people who his work ethic is just unbelievable. Growing up, um, he was always working and going to school. My parents had me at a really, really young age, and so um, he really taught me to do whatever it takes to make yourself better. Um, you know, never being happy with average, uh, really trying to always do anything in your power to be, to improve, to stand out, um, no matter what it was, whether it was school or sports or now in my career, um, he runs a manufacturing facility and he's definitely continued to be my role model always.
0: What a fabulous role model to have, to have that kind of, right in your house all the time is, um, is fantastic. He must be very proud of what you've accomplished. Absolutely. He's a little bit blown away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, he should be. Um, Again, as I mentioned earlier, people don't realize how difficult it is to do what you've accomplished and continue to accomplish. It's just something that just continues to your team just gets better and better and better. I mean, I know, you know, you get the content marketing award every year if, if, you know, If we didn't have to give, if they didn't have to give it to other people every once in a while, what song epitomizes your career path? Oh gosh. You know, lately
1: um, I've been a little bit obsessed with the song Unstoppable by Sia because I just really like the message of it. Um, You know, it's, you don't really need anybody or anything else to fuel you. You just are that way. I am just incredibly driven um, and extremely passionate about what I do. And it hasn't mattered in what level or what role I've ever been in. I give it everything I have. And if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to learn and nothing's going to get in my way. Amazing.
0: What are three words that you'd use to describe you and or your career?
1: Ambitious, for sure. Um, extremely self-motivated. I have just always wanted to constantly be a better, overachiever is, is like a sickness. Um, but I think the three words, honestly, probably would be ambitious, blessed, and determined. Um, I have definitely been extremely blessed with great people, whether it's my bosses or my team members or colleagues and coworkers. Um, nothing I've ever accomplished has been done by myself. That is, you know, it's absolutely blessed to have great people that I've been fortunate enough to work with and then absolutely determined. You give me a goal, I am going to achieve it. Um, that's just the way I'm wired. It is absolutely what I've always done. Um, absolutely determined to achieve whatever
0: I'm trying to. Well, that has been proven over and over again. So, what has that journey looked like for you? I mean, you you went to university for PR. You've got a master's. You're in this space. Healthcare is notoriously underfunded when it comes to things like marketing and. Uh, communications and whatnot there are limitations in what you can do because of HIPAA and a whole bunch of rules within your your because you're a regulated industry yet here you are pushing boundaries and and creating spaces that many similar akin organizations would have never have even tried to do um, they just never would have pushed that hard so you know to get from you know PR to you know digital guru how, like What's that journey been like for you?
1: Yeah, so definitely started on the traditional media relations and PR front um, and did that in a variety of different industries. I love that, you know, the rewarding feeling of getting a story placed and having these amazing relationships with reporters and kind of the way that I stumbled into content marketing is really kind of by accident. Um, I had taken a job in the finance industry in 2008 when banks were collapsing and it wasn't the smartest move ever. Um, And so then I frantically wanted to go back to healthcare and ended up having this relationship with a former plain dealer reporter who at the time was starting a company called MedCity News. And I had the fortunate opportunity to be a co-founder and launch that company with him. From the ground up. And this is when social media and blogs and really online media was totally being transformed. And so we had the opportunity to really work with healthcare organizations all over the country and helping them get up and running with these things. Um, And so I sort of made this pretty overnight transition from trying to pitch the media to tell stories for hospitals and healthcare organizations to telling our own story on our own platforms. And so the the transition wasn't that dramatic, but I had to learn a lot of things. Um, You know, when you are doing traditional media and PR, your content and your stories live on other properties, on other channels, and you don't necessarily have the insight into the data, into who's looking at that, who's engaging with your brand, all those kinds of things. And so shifting more into that digital marketing mindset, understanding how analytics fit into the whole process, Really digging into being able to share with my then clients about what was being successful on social, what does a good blog post look like when people barely even knew what one was, you know, those kinds of things. And then ultimately, um, when I was recruited to the Cleveland Clinic in 2013, um, that was a big jump for me. I, I, to leave behind a startup I had built was a big change and really hard. It was like leaving behind your child. Um, but at the time, my business partner was like, look, go. Go do this. And if it doesn't work out, you can come back anytime you want. And I am here 11 years later. Um, but being in healthcare, I had exposure to this industry as an intern in grad school and fell in love with it. Um, knew I would always end up back in it. Sharing stories that truly impact people's lives is quite different than traditional product marketing. And so, um, you know, having the opportunity as a lifelong Clevelander to work for the Cleveland Clinic was a dream. And the culture in this organization is truly about being the best of the best and really standing out. And that obviously fits very well with my personality. Um, I have had the opportunity to really build this department from the ground up as well. Like, you know, I said at the beginning, starting with a team of three that were pulled and plucked from different positions and still doing other things um along the way to where we are now has really been, I think a huge testament to communication um, and sharing results, sharing success stories every step of the way, and also sharing things that weren't working, Um, constant communication of the impact that whether it was a blog post then or the full digital marketing strategy now is having on the organization. And the resources that have come over time and the ability to scale this team is truly because I was able to communicate around the formulas that were working and that this discipline of content marketing and the work that we were doing on all of these different channels was really making a difference. And it mattered to the brand. It mattered to our patients. It mattered to the world. Um, You know, two years ago in 2021, my team was only 26 people. Um, We were doing really, really well. We were having some amazing successes But my CEO asked me, what would it take to have the best website in the world in healthcare? And I had to answer that question. And I had to put together a plan of what it would take to do that. And I did. Um, And I never thought in a million years it would get approved (laughs) because it was a lot of people and a lot of money. Um, But the reality is the organization is that committed to providing trusted, credible content, being the best in the world, being there for everybody in the world as they navigate illness. And so, um, you know, to get that kind of support and endorsement has been tremendous to hear from our CEO that our team has a track record of delivering successful results, um, you know, is one of the biggest pride points of my career. Um, But, you know, you don't get that without talking about it all along the way for that entire decade.
0: Absolutely. And I, I love, you know, much of what you've said throughout this, that your success is because of communication you know, you've used the word communication, you've used the word sharing, you've used the word impact. And communication is one of those things that can be perceived as so many different things um, across the board, depending on where you're coming at it from. And I am a firm believer that communication is the be all end all of what all organizations trade on both internally and externally. And you've just proven that tenfold right with with what you've been able to achieve and and the kudos and the accolades and the plan that you made and I mean my god you I mean you would have been I imagine the CEO asks you that question and your first thought might have been like oh my god and then it's oh my god and then it's like oh my god (laughs) right like as the gravity of that settles in and to ask for it is one thing but then to get it I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just mind-blowing, just
1: mind-blowing. I mean, I had the opportunity to really put on paper what my dream team would be and to be here now and that dream is truly a reality and to be achieving what we said we would and see the results becoming true is is just the best feeling in the whole world. But yeah, when I put that plan together, it was in about 10 days too, by the way. Um, I didn't have a lot of time and so it was, you know, really... Data driven at the time, though, of like what I knew right. we were doing that was working, we had a really great formula. It was a lot of about a lot of answering questions about scale and then also identifying key experiences that our team knew could be better on the site. Um, you know, obviously, we always have our wish list of things we want to do, but can only work on so much at once. This investment the end the organization made in our department really just let us
0: do a whole lot more all at the same time. So, I'm curious. You talked about, you know, your dad and, and the influence he had on you with regard to the work ethic and and being driven and, and the goals and then, you know, starting off coming out of school and starting a job and then getting this opportunity basically to do a, um, a startup, which, you know, having done one much later than you did is super scary, right? Like it's even if you're excited and passionate and, and you believe wholeheartedly that this is the right thing and you're going to make it work there's there's the unknowns are are massive because again not only is it unknown whether or not it's going to be successful but there you mean you're starting a business which you've never done before so there's a whole lot that you don't know right and then Mm -hmm. moving into cleveland clinic again the pressure to work in that kind of environment it's world renowned let alone being a hometown girl moving into this space, right? Like, so a long way of getting to the question of, you know, was there a defining moment decision, something that really significantly impacted the trajectory of your professional life into one to where you lean into taking those risks, where you, you know, you look back and go, that was the moment that really got me going where I am today.
1: I would absolutely say the decision to join the startup absolutely changed the trajectory of my career. I feel like if I had not done that um, and gotten very comfortable with fear, um, I don't know that I would be where I'm at today. Like you said, it's a very different way of working when you know how much money is in the bank account of your business and you are doing things that you have never done before in your life. I think at that point, about 90% of my job was stuff I had zero experience with. Uh, but it forced me to go talk to people and network in ways that I never imagined possible. Um, I was running a sales organization, which I had never done before either. And, you know, it forced me so far, so far outside my comfort zone that it made me really able to take more risks in my career, to try new things without this fear of failure. Um, And truly understanding that asking questions and challenging your team and challenging your business is the way you make it better. Um, And I really absolutely learned that. Now, those four years at MedCity were the most stressful of my entire life Um, and certainly the most intense. And I had really young kids and it was was a huge struggle, but absolutely worth it. Um, And truly is how I got into content marketing. It's how I got to meet and network with most of the people that I know today. Um, And it's, it's, Absolutely, the decision, the moment, the reason um,
0: that I am where I'm at. Isn't that such a good feeling? Like mm-hmm. to be able to look back at that yeah. and go, "Yeah, I did right." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 in, ladies and gentlemen, listening, you know it was not a smooth path, and you know there were times where Amanda sat there and going, "What the hell did I do?" In- in tears. Why did I do this? What am I doing? Oh
1: my gosh, I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, so many times and yet, you know, there was lots of wins and really big deals and being, you know, part of board meetings and being part of investor pitches and just and winning some of those things in ways that you didn't think were possible. um, It gives you the confidence too to lead
0: and to feel like you can do anything. Absolutely. So, What's your current role like? What what makes you get up in the morning? What are the challenges? And maybe what are some of the different compromises that you're having to make? I mean, ten years ago, you had a team of three, handpicked three people that you know you were heads down and you were doing all the things. You now have a team of a hundred, and a lot of visibility within the org and within our industry, and that changes things and you know what are what's different what you know thinking today versus you know even five years ago and really what makes you get up in the morning yeah it's a really different job um today than it was even two years ago
1: having having this big of a team having other senior leaders in my infrastructure now a lot of my focus is on also you know, building up those other leaders and giving them the mentorship that I know is so critical because um, I can't do everything. Right. And there's a lot that I don't know that I'm responsible for. And I have amazing people on my staff who are those experts. So it's been a big shift from going from the, the one in the room who knows the most yeah. to really having a lot of people who know more than you and truly trying to find the best way to just keep leading the team forward. I think that a lot of my time, and honestly, what does get me up in the morning, is that there's a big dependency on vision and articulating what our North Star is and what we're trying to accomplish and keeping people inspired and rallied around that. And that's not just my team. That's also a lot of other stakeholders throughout the organization. I actually spend most of my day with people outside of my department. Um, Whether it's other C-level executives or other clinical leadership, um, you know, sort of really amplifying our message about why we're doing what we're doing, showing the success again continuously, talking a bit about what's new and what's next and, you know, kind of how we're reacting to different things, whether that's AI or changes in social or what have you. Um, So it's honestly being a, a bigger steward of talent. Um, of resources and really, truly just trying to keep us um, at the forefront of of this industry and all that we do. And staying on top of that is hard. It's time consuming. Um, And, you know, there are, like you said, a lot more eyeballs on the work today, on me today. I definitely feel that pressure in ways I probably haven't before this year being probably the most intense year I've ever had because I've taken on more responsibilities and we've merged some teams together and just done a lot of different things this year. But my job today is is drastically different. When I started, I was making Facebook posts and I was working on blogs and I was doing things and creating things in a way that I wouldn't even dream of today. But I'm still as passionate and in love with my work and my
0: team and my job as I was then. And 10 years in, that is something to be said. That is, you know, when you... There are many people who would lean away from the pressures and the responsibility that is your job uh, and which isn't going anywhere, those pressures and responsibilities, especially considering as you continue to excel and each year you do more and do better. And people, even people who, you know, are like meh, web, right, like whatever, they're paying attention and it's like, okay, what's next, right? Like this is really cool. So it sounds like you found your sweet spot. But if you weren't doing the content marketing amazingness in the healthcare space, if you know, Amanda's alter ego where time and and environment and money don't really factor into it, what would you be doing? You know,
1: that's an interesting question because I'm certainly nowhere near done right? Um, And my dream has always been to get to the C-suite. So whether that's chief marketing officer or CEO of something somewhere someday, um, my dream is to be able to bring more and more visions to life. That's what I find rewarding. I love healthcare because it makes a difference. So no matter what, it would be in some space that matters and makes a difference beyond just money to some business. Um, And I think that, you know, I, I just love accomplishing missions, right? Things that truly just make a big difference to an organization and what we are doing right now matters a lot. So I, I would love the opportunity to have influence on, on more than just content on more than just the website. There's, there's a lot in this industry that, um, you know, being in it for so long, I have a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge around, and, um, hopefully one day I'll be
0: able to do that. No doubt absolutely no doubt in my mind that that will happen and probably sooner than later for our listeners particularly the women in our audience what would be your best piece of advice whether it's life career success happiness i mean you've you've got a full life you've got you know wonderful family um working for an amazing brand you know what is it that you would go back and tell your younger self <laughs> i think
1: the biggest thing is If you work for it hard enough, it'll happen. And not to stress too much about the politics and the personal struggles that come with certain things. I think a big part of my ability to get here has been very calculated risk taking and certainly taking full advantage of opportunities that have come my way. But I've also made some sacrifices to stay here, to be in Cleveland, to be with my family. You have to follow your gut and do what's right for yourself. Um, And whether that means, you know, you don't take the CMO job because it's all the way across the country or it's you take the job and you you uproot things because it's the risk you're worth, you know, you find worth taking. I think it's just really about that balance. But
0: if your gut's telling you to jump, jump because it'll pay off. I like that. And, um, yes, I imagine there has been probably several (laughs) opportunities for you, You Um, (laughs) but you know, wanting
1: to stay in Cleveland, my whole extended family is here. Like my mom and dad live a mile away from my house. Like it isn't as simple as just taking it because I want that title and it's my goal. Um, you know, it's what's right for me, what's right for my family
0: and my, my girls are my everything. So Yep. Not yet. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get it. And you know what? You'll know You'll, yeah. when the right opportunity, whether, you know, it's in Cleveland or Akron or Columbus or San Francisco, right. When that right opportunity crosses your desk, you're going to know you're, you've yep. got that internal metric.
1: There's been so many moments in my career where you you get, you get those goosebumps. I mean, I remember very much that moment for me finding a job description to take, take a a previous media relations job. Like I read the job description, got goosebumps and knew it. And it was definitely the right next thing with the startup. It was the same thing. Like I, I got so excited about the mission of what we were trying to do in the interview process. I knew it was the right thing coming to Cleveland clinic. I knew, I knew by the, just the bare bones of this blog, like this is something amazing. I want to be a part of it.
0: And you're right. Those inner voices speak to you. And you definitely know when it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. And I think that's where many of us go astray. Sometimes we get caught up like you, you know, I would love to have that. I mean, I have C, I have the C in my name now, but you know, there's two of us. So (laughs) I'm not sure that really counts, but I had an opportunity last year and it took me a few months to realize that it was ego. It was, that's what was, that's what kept me in the conversation as long as I did. It was, it was purely ego and wanting to see those three letters, those CEO letters against my name. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, I love what I do. I I love what I do. I love what Robert and I have pulled together and and made work and it's fun and exciting and so similar to you. You know, I'm hearing that same, it's been refreshing for me. And it's one of the reasons I, I love having these conversations is because it reminds me and our audience what we have and what we love and whether that's a, I'm in the right place. Yes, this is good. Or you know what? Nope. It's time. Like this is the the bump that I needed. So this has been fantastic. I love these conversations. Where can our audience find you from besides (laughs) clevelandclinic.org, web social, upcoming speaking events? Yeah, I would say, you know, these days,
1: mostly LinkedIn, but you can find me just about anywhere. Um, You know, my next, couple speaking events are very healthcare specific and not until the spring but I'm usually almost always at content marketing world and other other things but no I mean anywhere on social feel free to reach out and connect with me anytime no big self promotion going on
0: I don't have <laughs> any- <laughs> No book yet. None of that. Yet, um, yet, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you heard that yet at the end of no book yet because I can't imagine that's not coming. Oh,
1: it's
0: on the list. If only I had minutes. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I bet you your list looks worse than my list. Oh, so okay. I can just imagine. <laughs> and now is not the time of year to be starting a book. No too many other things on the go. Amanda, thank you so much for today's conversation. So energizing, I am pumped and excited now and and whatnot. To my audience, thank you for listening to Uncharted Journeys with me, your host, Kathy McKnight. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Amanda and hearing about how you can find balance and use those goosebumps Mm -hmm. to really drive decision-making when your gut is telling you something is right or wrong, more often than not, we should be listening to it. And it's always good to hear that from someone who has used that as a a radar to success and uh, ended up on top. So if you're keen to hear more amazing stories from amazing women, you can head over to unchartedjourneys.net and listen to some of the other episodes. You can also sign up for our email list and check out the links and resources in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. See you next time. And until then, enjoy the journey. i